In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's always this transition as we have given back Pascha this morning, with the leave taking of Pascha, to have to remind oneself to not say Christ is risen. Not, of course, not in any way that of the truth that our Lord is risen from the dead and that he is in that state so as to save us. But we continue with the entirety of the economy or the way in which God worked out and is working out our salvation. It's one of the things about Ascension. There's actually a book that I'll say pandemic made me listen to a lot more podcasts than I had ever listened to before in my entire life. I don't think I actually really listened to podcasts until the pandemic. So after a while, you end up kind of searching for things. And I listen to different podcasts of different stripes, not just Orthodox and Catholic, Protestant, uh, wider topics, of course. Uh, But there was this one particular interview Weirdly enough, this fellow I knew from undergraduate, but he's now gone and done his PhD. He teaches uh, Bible at a Protestant seminary. And he's written a book about rediscovering the doctrine of the ascension, which I found fascinating. Because when I grew up, was growing up, I mean, we talked about Jesus Christ dying for our sins, and we talked about his resurrection. And that was kind of it. Even though we go through the book of Acts, and if you go through the book of Acts, and you look at the apostolic preaching, the earliest sermons of the church, there's a major part, especially even just Acts 2, the first big sermon. What is the big crux of the sermon? That he is ascended into heaven and is seated, or seated at the right hand of God the Father. So there's all sorts of... Um, Retrievals, and I applaud, of course, anyone who is attempting to rediscover, reappreciate something that may have been lost. But I, I just kind of, you know, scratch my head. We have enshrined, and you can't have, uh, I guess you could skip Ascension, but that would be a glaring omission on uh, a church's part. The Ascension is one of the great feasts of the church. Uh, the theology of Ascension is just go through the community as we come back to uh, doing vigils on a a regular uh, schedule again. uh, You're going to hear me again probably plug buying the Festival of Manan, looking to the hymnody, hearing the hymnody, reading the hymnody, looking at the canon, looking at all of these. You will know what the theology of the church is because we sing what the church believes. And it is constantly reaffirmed or refreshed in my mind just how true this is for us and how it's not always true for those around us. Not to pick or to poke, but it's just the truth. We have a great blessing to have before us the Feast of Ascension and very many aspects of Ascension. One of those that I would like to draw our attention to is the second reading that we had at Vespers. And this is a composite from uh, late Isaiah. Thus saith the Lord, go through and enter my gates, prepare my way, make it a way for my people. 
Cast the stones out of the way. Lift up an ensign for the nations, for behold, the Lord has made it to be heard even to the ends of the earth. There's so many more sentences, and I can unpack everything that has happened in the past 40 days, what is coming with Pentecost. We have our Lord who has uh, burst open uh, the gates. He's moved aside the stone. He is now with the ascension, as we heard uh, in the Traparia, that we heard throughout the end of the, uh, was the Kentucky, the one specifically uh, about the angel saying, open up the gates, like somebody's coming. <laughs> we need, and then also the awe, because not only is he coming, but he's coming right past them, and they're going, okay, he's even higher than we are. Because as we know from scripture, the truth of the economy of salvation was something that the angels did not fully comprehend. And they, in awe, watch our Lord as he goes through his life, as he suffers and dies, as our iconography would depict their weeping, their lament, his harrowing of Hades, the then triumphant uh, return back to heaven, and his sitting down, sitting down at the right hand of God the Father. He lifts up an ensign, or a banner for the nations, because, as we know that we'll hear, with Pentecost, we're, we've already seen the book of Acts, and with Pentecost coming, the gift of the Holy Spirit, but then especially when we get to St. Peter and Paul and that feast and the apostolic fast, the apostles' fast, that we, that Prochemenon, that is always associated with the apostles, that their voice, even to the ends of the universe, that the gospel message, especially tied into, and we heard it in the gospel in Matins, our Lord ascends, and he must ascend, as he tells at the end of the Gospel of John, you know, let go of me, I have to keep moving. This, this, this time that I'm here, I'm showing myself the resurrection, but he must ascend. And he must ascend because our salvation is completely dependent upon him sitting at the right hand of the Father. That we sang uh, in all the hymnody, there's so much, that we emphasize the, pure, the act of magnification, his pure body, that he took our human nature up into the heavens, that he didn't just ascend all the way down, do some things, teach some good things, die to you know, uh, accomplish uh, what we couldn't, and then that was kind of it. He then had to return to the heaven to sit and reign with God the Father. This is exactly the scene that Scripture speaks here in Isaiah. Who is that that comes from Edom, his garments red from Bosra, beautiful in his apparel? He cried out with great strength, I speak of righteousness and the judgment of salvation. To imagine the scene. The red emphasizing, of course, the blood, the wounds that our Lord in his death for us still wears as he enters into the heavenly throne room, that we, as every time that we come to receive Holy Communion with uh, the gathering together of the Divine Liturgy, but not just the Divine Liturgy, but in our own homes as we pray and we enter into the presence of God, we are able to do so because our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, our brother, whipped before us, opened up the gates, and seated in human flesh, transfigured through the resurrection, 
by God the Father. This is, we shall see him and we shall be like him. We are, in our telos, and the entire point of all this is that we then will join that council of God the Father with the Son and the Holy Spirit, and then the saints, and we know this from the book of Revelation, from Isaiah, from the prophets. This is the path for all of us. This is what we do through worship to make us aware, to remind us of where we are headed. And this is all uh, because of, as the prophet says, the remembrance of the mercy of the Lord, the virtues of the Lord according to all that he has granted us. The Lord is a good judge to the house of Israel. He deals with us according to his mercies and according to the abundance of his righteousness. He says, Jesus says, Is it not my people, children that will not be rejected? And he became to them salvation out of all their afflictions, not a mediator, nor an angel. This doesn't mean that he's not in mediation. It means some other created being coming between us and God the Father. But the Lord himself saved them. He loved them. He spared them. He himself redeemed them, accepted them, and lifted them up all the days of the age. As we read throughout Lent, the book of Hebrews, I encourage you, if you didn't have a chance to read it during Lent, or if even if you did, to revisit it. For Ascension is the capstone of the high priestly nature. We have the king who's being seated at the right hand of the Father, but we also have uh, the mediation, the one clothed in red, in crimson, who is at the side of the Father, who intercedes for all of us. And as we know from Scripture, and as we now have the next week and change, to prepare and contemplating him seated at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for us, that he promised that in his absence there will be a presence of the Holy Spirit that will convey his presence to us. So let us, as the hymnody of the church told, to rejoice, to magnify, to contemplate the great acts of salvation that God has worked in his Son, Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.